a smart investor will make decisions based on the information available, right? We need to have an edge over the other next person who's also investing so that we can make slightly better decisions, giving us a better return. Welcome to the Immigrant Doctor Podcast, a podcast for financially focused immigrant physicians and other medical professionals looking to learn investing in the U.S. market and achieving financial freedom. Join Avishkar, the immigrant doctor, as he talks to high achievers and go-getters who unravel their journeys, hardships, and successes, helping you to get your financial freedom. To learn more, go to theimmigrantdoctor.com. Hi, folks. Welcome to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. Um, recently, you know, I was uh, listening to this audiobook called Mastering the Market Cycles by Howard Marks, and um, I found this book very fascinating. You know, he talks about how the markets move in different cycles and how we need to kind of understand where we are in in a market cycle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down in a little bit because it becomes very important to what we do as investors, right? Um, the idea is to understand where the trends are headed to help us make more educated decisions. Now, in investments, whatever you do in any type of asset class, how you invest, there's no way to predict what's going to happen in the future. There is no way. Nobody has a crystal ball, but you want the odds to be in your favor. And that's what it is all about, is understanding the trends that are there in the market, right? So let's break this down a little bit to kind of get a better understanding of, of what this means, um, you know, in terms of cycles. If you look at us as humans, I think whatever we do is very cyclical, right? We wake up in the morning and we go back to sleep in the evening. There are certain, there's a certain routine that we follow. And um, you, if you analyze your routine, it doesn't change a whole lot from day to day. And I think it's the same trend for uh, what, you know, what investing is. Because at the end of the day, who's investing? It's us humans investing. And whether we like it or not, uh, we're actually more emotional beings than we are analytical beings. We may want to say that, you know, our uh, our neocortex or our new brain is very analytical and very advanced and we've moved, uh, we've come a long way. Sure, we have, but, you know, we still remain very emotional with respect to what we do as human beings. And the idea that we are emotional is important to understand because our financial decisions a lot of times stem from this emotionality that we bring to bring to life, you know, that we bring to bring to this world. Um, so so Howard Mark says that psych markets move in cycles. And it's this is not uh, untrue, this is not false, because if you look back at the history, we've had a lot of bubbles and we've had a lot of bursts. And we've had a lot of recessions. We have had a lot of corrections. They come and they go. But what ends up happening is, say you're in a bubble, right? Everybody's super excited. Everybody's very happy. The mood overall is very positive. People think that the world is going to continue the way it is. We're going to continue to prosper. But then the bubble bursts. And what happens? There is widespread negativity. The media is hammering on us that this is a very dangerous environment to invest in. People are losing money. People are losing jobs. Inflation is high. And this cycle continues. If you look at the history, this has happened in the past and it happens, continues to happen. It will happen again in the future. 
And so what, what Howard Marks says is that it's important to analyze and understand that these cycles exist in the market. Now, there is no way to predict when we're going to be in what phase of the cycle. So let's just talk about the phases of these cycles, right? So you can look at it uh, in sort of a, a, a sigmoid kind of a pattern wherein there is this baseline, but, you know, you can have, and you can start, because it's a cycle, you can start pretty much anywhere in this loop. So say, for example, let's start at all the way at the bottom. Here is the, the baseline. We're starting all the way at the bottom, right? This is when there is negativity. So everybody is very negative about what what's going on in the market. People think that the market is going to keep going down, keep going down. And uh, this is the worst time in the market. Recession has come in, right? But what ends up happening after that is that since humans are very resilient, we will make changes in the way we do things. Government will step in. Um, people will make changes in the way they they purchase. And they're start, you know the economy is gradually going to pick up, gradually going to pick up. Now, this is the baseline. It's going to pick up. So as it's picking up, what ends up happening is there's positivity coming up in the market, right? Positivity in our, in our brains, positivity all around us, and it hits this median midpoint, right? But but we always overshoot because the positivity continues, 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 continues. So what happens is once we reach that peak positivity, things change in the market. So there is always this concept of regression to the mean, right? So everything tries to come towards the mean. So whether it's going down or whether it's all the way up, it's going to try and come down to the mean. So one, when the positivity is at its peak, we believe or we feel that, you know, the market is never going to change. Everything's going to remain positive forever. And we're all going to continue to do great and prosper. But then what ends up happening is at this point in time, things change around. And because things change, uh, the market starts moving downwards towards the mean. And again, we overshoot and we go down and then we go into kind of a recession, uh, kind of an atmosphere environment, and then the cycle continues. So essentially, that's what the cycle is. That's what the market cycle is. And it, it's there for every asset class. It's there for every market. And um, what's interesting to understand is that you can have these cycles, you can look at these cycles, um, you know, happening over a short period of time, and you can look at them happening over a large period of time. And it's important to understand that looking at it from a bigger perspective, from an economy perspective, and looking at it over a longer period of time is very helpful to understand where you are in the cycle. Um, the way he recommends kind of looking at it is looking at yourself right now, uh, looking at the market and the economy right now, and comparing it to a few years ago, and kind of gauging where you are in the cycle. Uh, why this is important is that, you know, it's very hard to gauge from one day to the next uh, where you're going to be in the market cycle, what's changing in the market, because these changes don't occur immediately, but these changes occur gradually. And uh, looking at it, you know, over a few years gives you a bigger perspective, better perspective of, uh, you know, where you are in the cycle. And so why why is this important? Why is this important to us as investors? Well, I think a smart investor will make decisions based on the information available, right? We need to have an edge over the uh, the next person who's also investing so that we can make slightly better decisions, giving us a better return. 
um, if the same information was available to everybody and everybody used the same information, there's no gain there in terms of uh, having an advantage compared to, say, the next investor. And what I'm trying to do is get you to be a better investor than an average investor. Uh, not to say that, uh, you know, the person who's investing uh, next to you know, next door to you who's investing, um, you know, should not have any gains, but I want you to be a better investor. So, uh, so, uh, so what I'm trying to say is that gauge where we are in the market and, you know, based on the asset class. For example, I'll talk about real estate right now. Real estate, what we've seen in the last few years is that prices have become really high. I mean, you can see all around you, houses have become very expensive. For the longest time, interest rates were very low. And because interest rates were very low, the money that was available was very easy to get, right? So what ended up happening was there was an inflation in the prices. Assets became overvalued and people paid a whole lot more for these assets. Um, so this kind of took us to a peak of where we are. And now since the interest rates have changed, the capital markets have changed, debt structure is changing, we are now seeing a decrease in the valuation. So now we're coming down from the peak, right? Um, we talk a whole lot about, you know, it's uh, the time, timing in the time in the market is better than timing the market. But I think if you're a savvy investor, you should also look at if you can time the market. And what I mean by that is you should have your investment strategy based on where the market is. I'm not saying that you should wait on the sidelines to invest, whether the market is high or low. I'm just saying that the strategy changes when the market is high versus when the market is low. So what we're seeing in real estate is very, very exciting because now the market is changing. And now we're seeing overall globally that the market is seeing towards a, you know, a downward trend uh, towards the median and, you know, it's pretty soon we're expecting that it's going to actually go further down. When you buy in these downward trends and you have the ability to actually hold. Now, bear in mind, we don't know when we're going to hit the, the nadir, right? We don't know when we're going to hit the, the rock bottom. There, nobody can know. Nobody can predict what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. But when, we, when we're going down is when people are fearful. People are fearful to buy and they want to hold on to things. Everybody's psychology of investment becomes very, very conservative at that point in time. And that's the time when you want to invest because that's the time when you will make the biggest gains uh, that you can possibly make. So for example, you know, this 2008 crash happened. Everybody was sitting on the sidelines. Everybody was scared that the economy is going to collapse. The, the US is going to collapse. And um, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen in the market. That became a very, very uncertain time for a lot of investors and a lot of people sat on the sidelines. But people who actually invested during that time in the right asset classes, right? Now, again, it's important to understand you cannot just blindly put money into something hoping that it's going to appreciate. Having that in-depth knowledge of that asset class and having that understanding of, of you know, where you should allocate your money is is very important for you to be a very savvy investor. So people who actually invested in the right asset classes at that time, they made huge gains, huge gains um, after the 2008 crash. 
But if you kept waiting on the sidelines, you just kept waiting. The important thing though here is that, you know, people who invested around that time, it's not like they knew that it's going to hit the bottom at, at on this date and that's when we have to put the money in. You have to continue to invest um, your money into the market, whichever market, again, it may be, whether it's real estate, whether it's stock markets, wherever you're investing the money, even if it's going, even if the market continues to go down, because you don't know when it's going to hit rock bottom, right? There's nobody on this earth who can predict when it's going to happen, right? But you keep investing. The important thing is to have that ability to weather that storm, whether it's a few days, whether it's a few months, whether it's a few years, so that when it hits the bottom and it picks up, you make great gains. You make um, phenomenal returns on the money invested um, in in whatever way you invest it, right? So, you know, that's why it's important to invest that money into asset classes um, across the board and not keep it in your bank if you have spare money lying around. Now, if you don't have spare money lying around, of course, I would say, you know, make sure that you, you're able to meet your living expenses before you start investing your money. But the key becomes investing it in the right way, in the right asset classes. Um, you know, I remember uh, listening to this and Tony Robbins said this, that people who will be able to recognize trends are going to be the most successful in the future. And everything is cyclical, right? Everything is cyclical. Uh, you know, we as humans work on a set routine. We wake up at a certain time. We expect to eat lunch at a certain time or our breakfast at a certain time. And does it, that doesn't change from day to day, right? And it's the same thing about markets because what makes up the markets? It's human beings. It's us. We make the trends in the market. It's our emotions about investing that make the trends in the market. Now, it's important to understand that I'm talking about emotions over here and I'm talking about mindset. It's when people are losing money left, right, and center, when things are changing in the economy, when the economy is contracting, as we say, all around us, these are fearful times. These are times that everybody is telling us to you know, divest whatever we have invested in a particular asset class and actually protect our money because everybody thinks that that asset class is going to go down to zero. And if it goes down to zero, um, we lose all our money. And I'll give you an example. I had put some money into cryptocurrency and uh, we know recently cryptocurrency was going down and every day I was getting a call from my father. He was asking me to, you know, basically liquidate my assets from crypto and, and forget about it. And I told him this very simple concept. I said, dad, I don't need this money right now. Why would I liquidate that money? It's lying in an asset which I sort of believe in. Um, it's lying in an asset which I believe in. So let it stay there. And I don't want to touch that money. I don't even want to think about it. And guess what happened? The market actually rebounded and it's now going up. And now I don't get these cold phone calls from him telling me to uh, you know exit out of crypto. So it's important to understand that even at that time, I was questioning my decision to hold on to those assets. I was really thinking and considering actually selling those assets. But having that mindset of being able to weather that emotionally is very, very important. This is a very small example. Of course, I don't have a large portfolio in cryptocurrency, but I'm, I'm more alluding to the, the mindset that you need to have when you are actually investing 
in any asset class, right? It doesn't change. Your mindset is going to be the same. But the importance is to recognize that everything happens in cycles. Everything on this earth happens in cycles, um, and and we need to understand that. Now, uh, Howard Marks points a very important concept here, and I want to kind of talk about that, that a lot of times people say that, well, it's different this time. Well, the 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 cause of whatever is happening may be different, but the fact that it's happening is not different. It has happened before. We've seen multiple recessions happen before, and we'll continue to see these recessions happening. The cause of the recession may be different from what it was before, but the fact that it's happening is important to understand. Folks, I just wanted to remind you, if you haven't done that already, head on over to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com. Uh, I have created a free video resource for you guys. It's a small course that I've created on investing in real estate. It's not very extensive, but it just gives you a flavor of what investing in real estate looks like um, so that you can get started, get more comfortable with the terms around real estate and get more comfortable with some of the facets of real estate. So go to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com to download this free resource. When you're seeing a lot of business, local businesses happening, when you're seeing a lot of businesses moving in a particular area, you see a boom in that market. You will see a lot of activity happening. At the same time, if you're seeing a lot of construction happening in an area, right? We talk about uh, when you see cranes in the edge, buyer beware. Um, that's something that we talk about, you know, investing in real estate. You're going to see a lot of overbuilding because again, it's you're you're expecting something to happen. And in that excitement, we tend to kind of exceed uh, as humans. And so when that's the case, that's when the downturn will start, you know, uh, coming in or setting in. Um, and so it's the same, it's the same concept in different markets as well, and overall as an economy. So there are these micro cycles that we look at, and there are these macro cycles we look at. And when you understand how these cycles are playing with your asset classes and how you're investing from a macro level and at the micro level, it becomes a much more interesting kind of a conversation and much more educated uh, decision-making in terms of how you're going to invest. And um, again, it's about having those odds in your favor uh, because there is no way to say that this is sure shot and this is going to happen. Important to understand over here is that having that pragmatism is also key that the fact that you can never predict what's going to happen in the market. Even though everything may be pointing in one direction, there is no way anybody can know that that's the direction that the market is going to take. There is no way to predict the future. But understanding this and being humble about it is the most important thing to invest prudently in, in any market conditions, right? Because you want to be open to new ideas. You want to be open to newer information. But when you have your mind set in one direction and when you're focused with your blinders on without looking at new information that you may be getting, that creates a challenge and that creates an impediment uh, into getting this new information in and processing that information to make a better educated decision about where your investment should go. Say something changes in the market condition and you're not privy to it and you're not looking at it because you're so focused and so dead set on your uh, prediction, so to say, of what's going to happen in the market. And that prediction uh, and that that new information that's coming in is going to completely change uh, where the market is headed. Uh, you know, it's going to create a very difficult situation for you as an investor because 
you are investing based on that old information that you had uh, about where the market would go versus this new information that you're getting in that will change everything and that will change the strategy that you use to invest in the market. Um, so being open to new information and being humble about the fact that these are just tendencies and trends and they do not predict what's going to happen. Again, you know, whatever's happened in the past can never predict what's going to happen in the future. The other important thing is these cycles happen, but nobody can say how long a particular cycle is going to last. You do not know whether the cycle is going to last a few months or a few years, right? You can have a bull run for years on end, and then all of a sudden it starts collapsing. But the important thing is, you know, the, the higher the rise, the bigger is the collapse of anything. So understanding all of this is very key to good investment. So let's talk about how do you recognize where you are in the cycle, right? So firstly, I think it's uh, it's understanding what people are saying and uh, what what the general trend in the market is. You know, you'll see the economy is growing, you'll see um, the stock's doing well, you'll see there's a general positivity around you and everybody just wants to invest their money into things. Um, they start saying that, you know, risk is my friend, um, as Howard Marks says in his book. And um, so that becomes a general positive environment around you for investing. Now, what does this do to our assets? People are investing money because they believe that everything's going to keep going to the moon forever, right? So what happens is the prices of the assets go up. It's a demand and supply situation. People are demanding these assets because they're very positive about it. They're very bullish on it and they want to invest in it. This is what happened in the real estate market. The interest rates were low and people all of a sudden wanted this housing because the interest rates are low and they wanted to lock it in. What ended up happening was the houses became very overpriced, very overpriced. So now what's happened is you look at, uh, let, let's talk about what happens when, when you hit that peak. When you hit that peak, especially say we're talking about, um, let's talk about real estate, uh, we talk in terms of cap rates, right? So the cap rates kind of become compressed. So now what happened was that the inflation was sky high because of the low interest rates. Suddenly the Fed had to step in to take care of that inflation, to manage inflation, to manage markets. Otherwise that would have been detrimental to the economy. When they raised the interest rates, suddenly mortgage rates went up. People's interest in housing came down because of the interest rates going up, because of the amount they would have to pay as interest for their dream home that they would have wanted to buy. And I'm talking about single family homes, but the same applies to multifamily assets. So the price they would have had to pay or the monthly, monthly payments that they would have had to make went up significantly because of the interest rates going up. So suddenly these assets became less lucrative. So what happens is because now there's a lower demand in the market, um, suddenly they're not as valuable. So the prices have to go down. And if you look at real estate investing, the cap rates have to expand, right? And that's what we're seeing right now. What a good investor would do in this scenario is look at this and get really excited because you are seeing a trend of this coming down. Now, if the Fed changes the rates tomorrow, sure, we might have another bull market for real estate, but we don't know what's going to happen, right? And even if the Fed doesn't change the rates, something else changes in the environment, we may have certain 
uh, certain external factors happening because there are so many factors that affect uh, you know investment in any, in any way we do it. Um, say some other environment changes occur and you know things change and become more positive. Of course, we can have another bull run for real estate. But knowing what we know right now and looking at the information that we have right now, it seems like the real estate market is slowing down. So it seems like that we we are sort of coming down from our peak. Knowing that a lot of loans are going to come due in the in the coming months and years, we can expect that it's going to continue to go down. There is again no way to predict. Nobody can say what will happen. Maybe you know people will get a bailout and people will do great. Um, but it's understanding these trends. It's understanding what's going on in the market that helps us make better decisions. Now, say, for example, we have another bull run. Will that stop me from buying something that I want to buy? No, it's not going to stop me from investing my money. It's not that I'm going to keep sitting on the sidelines waiting for the market to hit rock bottom. That's not the case. My my strategy will change. The way I buy assets will change. Um, what assets I buy might change, right? But it's... but. Investing will continue. It's I will not stop investing money because I believe that uh, you know you can invest as a good investor, as a savvy investor in any market condition. You just have to pivot your strategy to the market cycle that you're in or to the market conditions that you're in. So I will continue to invest my money no matter where the market is. A good investor always invests, but the strategy changes. And I wanted to talk about market cycles because we are in an exciting phase right now where we are seeing this downturn in the market in real estate. And I think we are going to see great opportunities come up in the coming months. So I want to prepare you guys for what's coming. Um, and, and I think similar stuff is true for, uh, for uh, you know, say stock markets. You'll see a bull run and then you'll see a bear run because, uh, because people lose, start losing confidence, you know. Uh, I think it's similar to to any company also, for example, say some company when it's in in its growth phase, they'll see a lot of activity happening. There'll be a lot of growth. Once they reach a, a peak, uh, we will see that companies, you know, coming down. For example, people will believe that that company is going to exist forever and it's not never going to come down. But that's when complacency sets in, when you hit that peak, right? And if you become complacent, in the market, there's going to be another competitor that's going to come up and uh, overtake you. So, um, so it's important to understand this kind of market cycle. And you know, this is my these are my two cents on on how market cycles work. Again, if you guys uh, want to learn more about market cycles, I would definitely recommend uh, reading Howard Marks' book called uh, "Mastering the Market Cycles." It is a very good book, um, and um, I have learned a whole lot about it. Um, it teaches us about our psychology as human beings and how we look at um, everything that we do. And uh, yeah, I think um, that's that's what I would say. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. If you would like to learn more, head to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com. See you again soon on another episode and another amazing journey.